Hi everybody, welcome back to The Risen. It's another Wednesday night, we're hopping back into James after our little detour in Philippians. Caitlin's with me again, she'll be reading for us tonight. We're in James chapter 2, starting in verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? useless? Excuse me. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on an altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Awesome. So, I mean, kind of what we said is this whole little chunk here kind of really is all saying the same thing multiple different ways. Paul is articulating it, or sorry, Paul, James, we're in the book of James. James is articulating it multiple different ways, and, and I think he's doing that just to really help everyone get the point because this is really big. Like This is super important to stress that faith without works is a dead faith. It's a stagnant faith. Yeah. Uh, so a faith without you know action is equivalent to dead faith. We need to follow up on our word and um, read the Bible and um, just do what God says and, and continue to do those actions that he calls us to do on a daily. God's always telling us to do different things. Um, if we listen to that and uh, we seek those out and we do them, then that's when our faith truly shows through. Uh, it talks about in the Bible how a lukewarm faith is is not acceptable. Um, you know, it's either hot or cold, one or the other. You don't get to be kind of dangling in the middle there mm-hmm. a lukewarm faith is nothing so we we can't just simply believe in jesus we have to go out and do the works that god calls us to do otherwise our faith is lukewarm and it means nothing yeah it's um it's like when like different types of water um you know when you you see a stream it's it looks beautiful it's got fish and living creatures flowing within it um, it sustains the life of the animals on land around it that drink from it. Um, and that's an active moving body of water. Whereas if you go to a body of water that's stagnant, that's not moving, um, you know, it, it may have life in it, but that life is parasites and algae and there's no fish. There's no, um, animals don't drink from it. It doesn't sustain, um, like big, like, I don't know, like life beyond like microorganisms and stuff and I think you know that kind of is a good image of of our faith like if our faith is stagnant um, it's not sustaining not only for ourselves but for those around us we're not able to pour out or to feed or to encourage those around us with a stagnant faith but if our faith is flowing and is full of life and um, 
is providing nutrients to not only ourselves but to those around us as they are able to um, come and metaphorically drink from our active faith and um, you know, it, overflowing is an it's a movement it's not stillness yeah uh, and you know uh, it says in verse 23 I believe um, he was called a friend of God uh, you know he brings up these examples of Rahab and um, and also Abraham and just like speaking about Abraham like because he was active in his faith and he um, was obedient um, no matter how hard that was, that was an, an extreme yeah. instance. Mm-hmm. God doesn't always call us to be that extreme, which to me is all the more reason like why why can't we do it? Um, but you know he was rewarded for that, and God also provided. Um, we can't always say that God's going to step in and have you not do what He's called you to do, like in Abraham's instance, but. He will always provide for you, and you will be rewarded if you obey Him, and and you do show your faith through those actions that He calls you to do. Yeah, and I, I also like when you just see God call people throughout the Bible. He calls them into activity. Um, Abraham is Abram when he's called, and I may have touched on this on a other episode in the podcast. But he is a non-believing. He doesn't believe in God. He worships the moon. Um, and God calls him immediately to action. Go up, leave this land, and go establish, you know, my home. And uh, all the all the apostles are called straight to action. They're called from their their stagnant life of fishing or of tax collecting, and they're called to go and be the disciples of God, of Christ. And Paul called. Um, now he wasn't necessarily living a stagnant life, but. But in faith he was, and he so he's called out of that into action. There's never this, hey, come get saved, but then don't do anything. Like you don't see that in the Bible ever. And I mean, I mean, let's we're not gonna receive a direct call always. Mm-hmm. Like all Christians are called to ministry to some extent. That's the the probably my favorite scripture actually how much I quote it but the great commission like we're all called to that we're all called to extend the word to all people of all nations of all tongues baptizing them in the name of Jesus Christ like that is the call of all Christians that's not just missionaries or ministers or um, you know however you want to put it like that is the call of Christians Um, like there's no I don't know I don't like Often we say, I'm not equipped for that, I'm not called to that. Like, you are. Right. You are, like, you are called, you are equipped. That is your purpose mm-hmm. as a Christian. Yeah. And in those uh, moments before, you know, you surrender your life to Christ, those are moments when God's preparing your heart. And not only is he preparing your heart to uh, be completely transformed and for him to take it over, but also preparing your heart for the um, the decisions and the different um, things that he's going to call you to that you're going to want to do and you're uh, um, so, so you'll never be unprepared he will never mm-hmm. put you through something that he can't get you through yeah he can't yeah I think I, I always heard as a kid God will never put you through something that you can't handle oh, God will never put you something that he can't handle and he can't handle all things and uh, another big thing for me, too, is just he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And again, look through scripture. Um, Paul was one of the only 
major scriptural uh, examples that has like a formal background in education. Um, Abraham, all, I mean, yeah, like Moses, he received an Egyptian education. Um, but, you know, a lot of them are just regular dudes. Um, but none of them are really prepared for what God has for them, what God calls them to. He equips them as they have faith working through that. Like, he equips them in the moment. Like, I feel like we think we're going to be equipped before, and then we're going to go out. Like, God equips you as you are stepping through his will. Like, step by step, he's equipping you for this step. Not necessarily that you're about to take, but honestly, sometimes he's equipping you for the step that you're in. Like, as your foot hits the ground, he's equipping you. It's not always something you're... Like, sometimes you're going to feel well-prepared beforehand, but sometimes you're not. And that's okay. Like, God is greater than that. God is greater than um, unpreparation or insecurity or the fear of rejection or any of that. He can overcome all of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really big thing, too, is just... um, not waiting to be equipped, but having faith that you will be equipped. Right. And searching for it at yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not always right in front of you. Right. Um, I think the last thing for me is in 26, it says, For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from from works is dead. And I like this because of the example he gives us whenever we don't implement the works in our faith uh, these uh body apart from the spirit you think of just like someone just someone who's passed away or something their body is just completely lifeless and there's you know there's nothing they can do mm-hmm. there's there's no there's no point in it there's absolutely nothing that they can do it's just like you're just there um and so i think that that's a really good example of our faith and the fact that we don't have those works and then what is our faith? Yeah. What are we doing with it? How is it progressing? Is it even progressing? Mm. Um, I think that that's just a really good example. Yeah. Uh, and you don't, like, there's a, I feel like there's a temptation when reading this passage to, be, to transform your faith into that of a works-based uh, faith. Right. That's not the call here. The call right. is still a f- uh, faith-based works. Like, mm-hmm. we're not called to be Pharisees. We're not called to um, make the law our faith. But faith will drive you to works. Like, that is the production of fruit. Right. It's not just that you are a gentler or nicer or more responsible person. Like, right. it'll drive you to things like sharing the gospel um, or, or encouraging others or whatever it is. But it's going to drive you to those actions. Right. Um, I think that's pretty important to point out, too. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time you've given us uh, just to be here to study your word and to learn as individuals, to learn as um, a little, uh, as a couple here, and also hopefully we've helped others to learn. Um, I pray that you just help us to stay faithful as we go throughout our week, a faith that goes beyond simply reading your Bible in the morning and, and praying before you go to bed, but a faith that truly is exemplified through our life by the things we do and the words we say. Uh, I pray that just by the ways that we interact with those around us, the ways that we share your word and share your message and gospel to this world, this world will will see our faith through those actions, Lord. I thank you so much for the, the heart-changing and life-changing spirit that you have placed in every Christian's lives, and I pray that you allow us, that you help us to allow that spirit to truly can, can take control 
and use us as a messenger and a, and a instrument for you, Lord, in Jesus' name.